Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, 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 Jeff. Jeff Steins, our national and presidential expert. He's a noted author. You can find his books over at Next Chapter Books in St. Paul, as well as TotallyIowa.com. The Iowa Politics Report and the Iowa Business Report come to us from KXEL in Cedar Falls, Waterloo, where Jeff Stein is the king of his castle. Hi, Jeff. And I don't have a big enough darn moat. That's the problem. <laughs> Moats are an underrated thing, man. They are. They're nice. You get a little, you can get some fish in there, for goodness sakes. Or alligators, for crying out loud. Well, yeah, yeah, Iowa, Minnesota, not so good there, but maybe some gars. Uh, maybe the garfish. Ah. Now, the, I, w- I was very concerned yes. because I always log in a few minutes before I come on so I can just make sure it works. And and you're, you're very upset. Well, and no. this, But this is the thing, though. What was great was you were very upset. You looked like an angry man. I'm not saying it's 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 not justified. I'm just worried about your health. And well, then you go to the commercial break, and the whole time you've got this scowl on, and you're talking to an unseen person. I have no idea if you're talking to yourself or you're talking to, to Brett or Patrick or whoever is unlucky enough to be with you today. And then this music came on, and and it all melted away. Happy Matt came back. Oh, so it's, if I'm able to bring you back... My my life is complete. Well, you see, it's not so much upset. I'm just confused. Why? Why is an elected official trying to be an internet troll to me? Why? Why are you doing this? I mean, well, why? You, a, you must have pushed a button, right? <laughs> I don't know the topic, but you know, you have a way with words, and sometimes they're rather sharp. A I, nugget I, comes down the chute, and they start to salivate. That's I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, that's what we're looking at here. <laughs> Sure, sure. We'll go with that. No, it, it's uh, there is no good to come from any argument on social media. There just isn't. No, there isn't. There is. I mean, I learned and I learned this about eight, nine years ago and I just, OK, block, 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 block. And it's been like the smartest decision ever made. It's, oh, absolutely. Isn't, but I mean, let me ask you this, because I imagine this is the same problem down in Iowa. The biggest problem for Republicans right now. That at least up in Minnesota here, I mean, maybe not Iowa because you guys got a lot of red down there, but in Minnesota, you can't win statewide race because you have too many of these Republican politicians who have been elected to office who their only concern seems to be the 50 or so Internet trolls that validate them on a daily basis. And that is not something that resonates with the rest of everyone else. I mean, it's this far right extremist. And they basically keep acting like that, that this is something good that they're doing. And they're just, he's like, what are you doing? I mean, I don't, I can't believe people like, you know, Walter Mondale or anything like that ever said, you know what, I'm going to start writing a smackback letter. I don't remember. I don't ever think that that ever was something that was possible, but now it's all you mean, of a sudden. You mean when we had statesmen? Yes. Well, we had, well, we, or at least, you know, I mean, back, you know, sure. There were some times, you know, it was a guy that got clubbed in the, the, the house back way back when in the 1800s. But I mean, at the same time, it, it the, the reality is, is. We, 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 it is amazing to me what the internet has done, because if you want to get into the extremists, you can immerse yourself in there and you just don't even see the damage that you're doing to your political party, because all you're doing is constantly in this realm of right wing extremism. And it's, and I think that that's the problem that these guys are having. 
Well, uh, first of all, you know the guy who got beaten with a cane in the U.S. House? Yeah, no, who was it? An Iowan. J- Josiah Grinnell. As in oh, Grinnell, Grinnell College. Yes. The guy who founded all that, he was the one whipped with a rattan cane by a lawmaker from, I think it was Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken. Is that why know. Is that why the Grinnell College mascot is the Lumpies? Never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. They're the pioneers. Does that help? I don't think so. But in any event, uh, this is the thing to understand that all of us need to understand about social media. And, and left, right, I don't care. It is such a small percentage of people who are really transfixed by it. And so when you then, if you're an elected official and you get involved in a Twitter war with someone, how is that helpful? It takes your eye off the ball. It, it again, you're appealing to the wrong audience. Here was an example. And if I told this on the, on the program previously, I apologize. Ron DeSantis decided he would announce he was going to run for president on Twitter spaces, whatever that is. And it was a disaster in terms of connectivity because the people at Twitter later said, oh, yeah, we we didn't test it first. We just thought we'd try it because that makes a lot of sense. So at the same time, Tim Scott was in northwest Iowa. It's a very red area. And there was a national reporter newspaper reporter, I believe, who was interviewing people at the Scott event saying, well, now that DeSantis has had this stumble on Twitter, will that affect your vote? And they all looked at him like he had grown two heads and said, we don't care about Twitter. We care about what happens in our daily lives. Who cares what he did on Twitter when he shows up at at a pizza ranch or a Casey's and, and talks to us, then we'll worry about we don't care. So we get so into this insularity. And we miss what's going on in the rest of the country. Mm. And I mean, the whole Midwest is far better off at gauging public opinion than either coast. Well, I, I would I would agree with that. And I think that it's because, you know, it's it's well, I, and I'll say this. I, and I, and I and with all due respect to Iowa, mm-hmm. uh, you know, areas where there is a more you know diverse ethnic um, makeup within the society. So I, I think Minneapolis, St. Paul and the Des Moines area. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, not Iowa as a whole, but you know, when you get into these communities where there is a, a fairly diverse ethnic makeup, I think that the you can't get a better gauge than Midwestern cities because I think it's because of that. It's it, it's 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 absolute. It's kind of an, almost an absolute. Well, and that's why, um, and and not to to get into it all of it because we we know why Iowa is not first in the nation for presidential caucuses. It's because Joe Biden. Didn't do well here, and he was rewarding South Carolina. That's a big part of it. Um, well, and Michigan, the, the, and Michigan too. Well, yes, absolutely, yeah. yes. absolutely. Um, it, it it has nothing to do with uh, whether the people in the state actually suss things out pretty well. But what it meant was, and this was the broader point that I almost lost: nobody in the central or mountain time zones is involved in the early selection process. How do you do that? How do you take fifty percent of the country? landmass wise and just say oh nope we're gonna have other people decide first it's yeah that's just a you know i mean fine you go do it at least it's in the central time zone yeah landmass though is in people and i and i to a point i get i get it but at the same time I agree. I think the Midwest is there but also let's remind everyone how badly the df the, the democrats in iowa were and I mean they they kind of set that up for them because of the how well, poorly they met. You know, documents were there that no, he stole. 
That was the that was the Tom Perez thing, as we've talked before. The biggest problem for Iowa Democrats was was just bending over for national Democrats on what they wanted to have done. And they they fell right into Tom Perez's trap with regard to the caucuses. And and they still keep trying to make amends to the national party like they're going to be invited back to the table again. And what they need to do is do what they did in the 80s and 90s and grow a spine and tell the Democrats on the national level, we dare you not to seat our delegates. But they don't have that spine, and that's why they hold only one statewide office and almost didn't get to keep that one. Well, and, there, and the, the, the Democrats in other states, in Wisconsin, they didn't even run in two U.S. House races. I mean, it's like, what are you doing? Uh, it, it, it's not, it, it's, it's, there is a, a mismanagement that's going on there. Uh, all right, yep. so I want to get into, uh, we are now all of a sudden seeing uh, Burgum out of North Dakota, You've yep. got you got Chris Christie now. You've got you know the the, the great white dope that is Mike Pence. Uh, you have all of them now announcing. I think we can we can all see that. I think there's a lot of people now that are starting to say, "Is Donald Trump going to be on the ballot in 2024?" Because it seems like, especially at the audio of that document, which they can't find by the way, came to light. It, there, there, there are a lot of people are like, there's a decent chance he might not be even available to run for office. I think, I, I, am I crazy there? That's what's going on here is there, there are a lot of people there that are just anticipating that Trump really might not be there in 2024. Uh, you're amazingly prescient because the commentary I recorded for tomorrow is on this topic. So I'll, I'll share it with you now. We're to the point where the mirror plays a role. In other words, there are a lot of these governors, for example, looking in the mirror going, well, for crying out loud, if if uh, Christie's running, I sure can run, you know, and you get some of these other people. And this is why you get a field of 20 people, because they say, well, I'm as good as so and so. So why can't I run a lot of these? And it's many more running now, Matt, than I would have predicted. Mm -hmm. Had you said how many will run? Oh, I would yeah. have said six max. Okay, yeah, now, exactly. Yeah. As of today, 12. There are 12 declared candidates. Uh, Bergam is in town tomorrow, and I'm going to talk to him. That means I will have talked to seven of the 12 in the last few weeks. So it shows you how desperate they are. They are sniffing around here. But the point is that some of them run because they're laying the groundwork for 2028. Mm -hmm. Some of them are running to be the vice president to Trump in the hopes that then he'll they'll be the anointed successor. He won't hang me. <laughs> Sorry, never mind. Go ahead. I didn't. I didn't say it was a smart plan. Okay. Um, and then you've got others who are just trying to burnish their business credentials. I mean, you interview yeah. Larry Elder, which I have not done, but I've heard him, and he's talking about the bank that he co-founded. You know, not to mention the vitamin supplements or whatever. And, hey, brother, do whatever you want to do. That's great. The the thing that is interesting is a lot of them are positioning themselves for what if what if trump does get indicted what if he's a convicted felon and can't vote for himself uh what if all of these things well right? it, it, correct me if i'm wrong if it's if it's um sedition isn't there aren't there some charges which negate him from running for office Yes, but but you'd have to get to sedition. And that's why there were so many people pushing the January 6th narrative, mm -hmm. right? Because that could trigger it. You know, sticking documents in a box and moving them around Mar-a-Lago like, you know, the peas in a shell game, 
you know, that's not sedition. Well, unless 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 they have proof, and we don't know what he's got, the special counsel's got, but unless right. they've got uh, some pretty strong evidence that some of those documents ended up in the hands of foreign countries, then all of a sudden we're looking at a very different story there. A different issue, yes. different issue. But for example, what is Chris Christie doing running for president? I have no damn idea. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Let me, let's do this really quick. No, can you name all twelve of them off the top of your head? I mean, Trump obviously, yeah, right? But, but I, I just did this, so it's really not fair. It's Trump, DeSantis. Okay, okay. Let's, if you don't mind, if you don't mind, no, do whatever you want. Trump, Trump, obviously he's the shoe in. If he, if he's running, he's. I think he's the shoe in. DeSantis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he's number two, and I really do. I think that if it's not Trump, it's going to be DeSantis. Johnson, who? What's Johnson? Perry Johnson, oh, who right. is your your uh, sort of your neighbor there in in Michigan, who couldn't get enough signatures to be on the ballot for governor, but he has money and he's spending it, and it's it's a vanity play for his uh, two cent proposal. No, right? cut two cents from. <laughs> No, he's no, no, he's not. Right. So there's three. There's three. I mean, they all come in with their plans and you're like, eh, no, you don't have to go into the plan. We, we're not going to elect you. Okay. Who's number four. Uh, okay. We're, we're just going to go randomly. Ryan Binkley, who is a pastor from Texas, who's been involved in investments and has more money than God, it sounds like. And so he is running on uh, the slogan, believe. Okay, I'm going to put a maybe on him, all right, because he does punch a lot of, uh, you know, there are, I, it's, it would be easy to push him aside, but then I've learned my lesson from 2016. So let's put a maybe there. Uh, well, he's, he's got the pipeline, oh, right? He, yeah. I mean, okay, so there's four. Yeah. Um, Pence. No. <laughs> it's, it's like, because he's, because, I mean, I'm sorry, because this is the ugly truth about Mike Pence is that. There seems to be a large portion of the Republican Party that wishes he was hung. And that is, I mean, that is, he, he just, and no, they're not building gallows outside of rallies, but at the same time, God, dear Lord, they're not building gallows outside of rallies, but at the same time, they're so they're so angry that Pence didn't play along with the, the attempt to overthrow the election in, 20, in, in, in 2020 go further back than that. There were a lot of people who didn't want Pence on the Trump ticket yes. because of actions he took that were not sufficiently pro-life in the state of Indiana when he was governor. Yeah. Now, here's the problem with Pence. Pence has quail disease <laughs> in that when you are the vice president and a heartbeat away, I just coined that. You can Nicely done. That's well done. I like this. I know where this is going. <laughs> when, when you're a heartbeat away and it's the next cycle, you figure... I was really close to being president. I was down the hall. I was one phone call away. Why can't I run in my own right? Now, Trump, in interviews this week, and he's asked about Pence, he's not taking the bait. He said, we had a wonderful relationship until the very end. We disagreed on uh, one thing. I wanted to kill and, him, uh, and uh, well, he apparently was against that. And so, <laughs> and, I wel and I welcome him to the race. Because for Trump, other he bashes DeSantis. Watch this carefully, though, Matt. He, he bashes DeSantis. Trump does. He will not say a nasty word about anybody else. Because the more Republicans are in the race, the less chance DeSantis has of marshalling support. It's really crafty. OK, mm -hmm. so we've we've covered Trump, DeSantis, Perry Johnson, Ryan Binkley, Mike Pence, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. No. Uh, he, he just, I mean, he, he he's coming in with. I've seen some of his ideas. He's coming in with kind of old school economic ideas from like Reagan eighties, but it's not going to fly this time around. So no for him. 
he he is really bright. Now you may not agree with it, but I mean he's a very sharp fellow. Um, he's smart enough to come to Iowa and say, I believe in free markets. So no, no ethanol subsidies. Well, Everybody is like, okay, secretary, Se- secretary of the treasury. I could see that easy. You know, it's something well, like that. Yeah. If he, if he got the opportunity, um, so, so why, why is he running? Secretary okay. Of the see that, now you see how this goes. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, Tim Scott. No, uh, Tim Scott, I, Tim Scott has undergone some sort of transformation to think that now he has to sound like a Baptist preacher when he's out there. And yes, we have evangelicals in Iowa that help control the caucuses in terms of numbers, but this is not the Tim Scott. I don't know. This is a, this is a Red Bull edition of Tim Scott. Is, uh, is, Nikki Haley. No, Nikki Haley. Oh, uh, well, you know, and again, she's, I think she's running for vice president because she so won't too. say anything bad about Donald Trump. Okay. So then you've got Christy. Uh, no, Christy. No. Uh, okay. yes, you and I both agree on that. And, and Borgham, we mentioned those two. N- neither one of them's got a chance. Well, Burgum is one of those who's just saying, hey, you know, I'm a governor of a successful state. Why not me? And I have a whole bunch of money to spend on my own campaign to be noticed. So that's, a, you know, that ain't a bad thing. Um, the thing about Christie, he is saying, I am the only one who can take Donald Trump on. Well, he's obviously thinking if he is the one that puts a dent in the Trump armor, if he's the one that actually does, if you will, take Trump down, then people are going to look to him and say, ah, you took Trump down. You're our guy. But nobody wanted him before. The only thing he's in the race for, I think he even believes he can't win. But if he takes Trump down, then he's going to be Ron DeSantis's best friend. Mm hmm. By the way, uh, the one we have not named is Asa Hutchinson. We have not named, although just in passing, Larry Elder. Asa Hutchinson flat out said, I've got the best resume of anybody in the field because I was a member of Congress. I worked uh, in in a White House and I've been a governor. Well, last I knew... This was not like going to Indeed.com and comparing, re- you know, resumes. Um, you know, <laughs> Donald Trump. Donald Trump got the had the onion blossom over at Hooters, so I mean that gets him in. in you know, it's 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 what you want to gauge it as, you know. <laughs> well, sure. And the thing is, ever since Jimmy Carter, every every governor has rehearsed taking the presidential oath of office. Ever since Ross Perot, even every rich businessman thinks. You know, I got enough money. I'm going to spend my way to it. And it didn't work till Trump, which was, again, a unique phenomenon. But you get people like uh, potentially Ramaswamy and uh, Johnson and uh, Burgum, because, again, yes, he's a governor, but he financed, you know, pretty much the, the way to get in there. They all think they can do it. That's why they're all in. We've got to take a break here, but I get when yep. we come on back here, I'll explain why Woodrow Wilson as a college president, really no other college president wants that job. That should tell you everything right there. 952-946-6205. We'll take a break. Come on back. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950. AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's the Matt McNeil Show. Jeff Stein joining us for his usual Wednesday visit here. I will say this, Asa Hutchinson, I would, if, if, 
if I was of all the candidates you mentioned there, the one that I think has the most potential to pull away moderate Democrats from the Democratic candidate, it'd be Asa Hutchinson. I don't think anyone else in that field will really resonate with moderate Democrats, but Asa Hutchinson, I think, might. Yeah, and that's the problem. He might be more electable, but less likely to be nominated. I think back to 1984 with John Glenn. He mm. had the best chance to win in a general election, but he couldn't get the nomination. Mm. Uh, by the way, Dwight Eisenhower, what was his job before he became president? Mil well, he was a military. Uh, he was, uh, yeah, but he was president of Columbia College. Oh, that's right. He was Columbia. He, he went to Columbia after the military, after World War uh, World War uh, uh, so uh, World that, War II. Two. Yeah, the big one, WW2. Yeah. They, uh, that was uh, uh, probably the last college president who ever really thought about it because we now page college presidents so much that, uh, you know, that's a pretty sweet gig. You well, wouldn't want to get that up. Well, and, 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 and uh, it was Woodrow Wilson was Princeton, as we, we checked during yes. the, the break there. He was Princeton. Yeah, yeah they, they, they used to do that, but no, yeah, there, there's a lot of people that don't, don't want anything to do with it. And, I mean, I don't want anything to do with it, for God's sakes, no. I mean, it's just, it's, 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 you know, the, the, the Machiavellian nature of your standard presidential candidate is pretty out, outrageous. It really is. Well, here's the thing. You have to have a huge ego to run for president to yes. believe you can do the job. It's sort of like being a radio host. Yeah, well, you you get <laughs> apparently you get humbled here pretty often here, Mr. No, no, I'm just I'm just saying as one I can say that. But if you think about it, don't you want somebody with confidence as president? Are you going to vote for somebody who says, "I don't really know if I'm up to the task." Well, no, no you, you want someone have confidence. You want someone that's going to walk in the door and act like they're 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 in charge there. So, uh, Absolutely. I, I mean, I mean it really is. I mean, as we just broke it down. I mean, I I, I joke a little bit here, but the reality is if it's not Trump, it's I have a hard time believing it's not going to be DeSantis. Well, the problem is, if you're anti-Trump, you're not going to DeSantis because he keeps saying, I'm going to be Trump and then I'm going to pardon Trump when I get into office. I'm going to pardon J6 people. I'm going to out Trump Trump. Where's the party go? There's not enough to create 50 percent. Well, and you're also going to there, there's that will kill you with independents. It will kill you with moderate Democrats too. So you yeah. just it, it's not a selling point. Like I said, I mean, this is the problem. But I mean, let's go back to what we first said. As we got to wrap it up here, but the reality yep. is, is they've just gotten too much in bed with internet trolls. They've got to get away from the 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 chan and these conspiracy theories and a QAnon and just get back to normal being politicians. Tucker Carlson got 20 million views for a 10-minute Twitter video last night. Yeah. How many <laughs> of those were in Russia? Right. <laughs> wow, that's as cold. Uh, well, you can listen to this again, by the way, this weekend. I will post oh, yeah. the Iowa Politics Report. That's coming up a little after the show. Thanks, Jeff. We'll talk to you next week. Hour two up next.